Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the channel and this video. It's been a few days. And um, when I'm going to make a video, uh, a kind of ideas kind of come to my mind, but it's often be because I've read the comments and I've received emails from people. And sometimes there's a common theme coming through. And I think it may be that we have new subscribers, a good few new subscribers on the channel. And maybe a lot of you are starting off or in the early stages of your journey. So the common theme and the coaching themes that are coming up at the moment and um, when I'm coaching people are the healing process. So I'd like to try and help out on this and go back to my own personal journey and how I approach the healing, um, the healing part of narcissistic abuse. So I remember actually, I remember being in dreadful pain because uh, I went through an, a bad discard, like so many of us here. Um, but I also remember thinking at that stage, I don't want to look at a healing video. This is strange. Um, I was rejecting it. I, at that stage, I hadn't a full acceptance of what had happened and I didn't want to give up hope. So we do go through those stages and, you know, I remember looking at videos on narcissistic abuse and going uh, towards it and away from it and not wanting again to accept it. But anyway, I'll just tell you how I approached it and hope it helps for you guys um, if you're at that stage. So um, I decided, right. I was annoying people by talking about it and it was going on. It was three kind of to six months and I started to feel really bad because the people I was talking to, they loved me, but they seemed to be getting kind of frustrated or a little bit exasperated at different times with me. And I kind of felt like I was a bit crazy that I needed to talk about it all the time. And they said, like with love, you know, at different times, you know, maybe it's best if you try and forget about it now and try and move on and help. Try, they tried to be helpful because they could see exactly what had happened. But I could see exactly what had happened as well. But that doesn't actually that doesn't actually progress you, you know, at, 
They were trying to make me see, well, this is what's happened to you. And I could see that, but they couldn't kind of understand why I couldn't move beyond it. And in a way, it's not their fault, guys. I mean, even therapists would find it hard, I believe, if they hadn't actually experienced what it feels like to be narcissistically abused and to come out of a relationship like that. So, you know, I also then thought that it is important at this stage if I don't want to invalidate myself and start to feel to, to, to believe what the narcissist has said. And, you know, the narcissist would say that you're crazy and there's something wrong with you. And at that stage, you really are, you know, the pain is still there and you're really thinking, why can I not move on? And, you you know, you get those thoughts. Well, maybe maybe there is something wrong with me. Your inner critic, you know, can can remember what the narcissist said. And it is frustrating. So what I'd say to you is go to a therapist who does understand about the narcissistic abuse and healing or get some life coaching or stay on these channels and talk to each other and get support from people who know and will understand truly what you're going through and won't be judging you for not being able to move on like you would after a normal relationship. So guys, right, this is the way I looked at it. You've been with a person who has had, who is personality disordered. That person was a narcissist and what narcissists do to make themselves feel better, they're going around feeling unhappy. They're jealous of other people who seem to be very happy and content. And that makes them extremely envious and it disturbs them. So what they need to do is to make sure that the people that are making them feel bad by being so happy, stop being so happy. And it has to be because of them that you stop being so happy. And then they get, they get regulated so that they feel less envious and they feel superior and a bit more content about themselves until they go on to the next person who's making them feel envious because they have the ability to be happy themselves without, um, you know, on their own, a natural, contented, peaceful happiness. So what has happened in the narcissistically abusive relationship is that the narcissist, because they don't want to actually see you being happy, because they want to control you and have power over you so that they don't suffer internally, so that their mask can present as powerful and in control, they attack you at all levels. So we ain't talking about a normal, loving, romantic, healthy relationship here. This individual and I'm not, this isn't about blaming them. This isn't about anything to do with them. It's just what happened. I wanted to focus more on us now, on you. But in doing so, we can't leave the narcissist out because one of the things about healing is if you're sick or if you have a wound, you need to understand the cause of it because if you can't understand the cause of it, how can you medicate to make it better? So what I would say to you is, I remember asking, you know, one or two knowledgeable people, when will this pain go away? When am I going to feel better and how long will it take? No one can give you an answer about that because your situation and your personality and everything that's happened to you will differ greatly from somebody else. 
But it does follow the same pattern if you've been narcissistically abused. So it's on a, a kind of a time scale. And you can give a certain idea of the time scale it'll take for you to recover. They say the longer you're in the relationship, the longer it'll take to recover. But that's not always the case. Because while you've been in the relationship, you could have been recovering. You could have been making yourself better towards the end of it. It's it just it differs all the time. So what I got back was from somebody who knew was, look, it could take six months to a year for you to for the pain, the real, real bad pain to go. Or it could be shorter or whatever. But at the six month stage, I promise you, you will feel very, very different to what you did in the beginning. And at the year stage, you will feel so much better than you did at the six month stage. That is not to say that time is the uh, the cure to the sickness. You've had a wound. You've been in a spiritual warfare with a toxic and very sick and disturbed person. And you are wounded after this battle and you need to heal the wound. So you need to know the source of that wound. So taking a normal romantic breakup, say comparing that as an analogy to being a cold, you take your paracetamol or your painkillers, you look after yourself in a certain way and the cold goes after a certain length of time because you know that it's a cold and how to treat it. The narcissistically abusive relationship dynamic is more like having double pneumonia. And you need to know that it's double pneumonia to be able to treat it because you need the correct medication. And it can leave you exhausted for a longer length of time than the common cold. And it can leave you vulnerable to getting pneumonia again. And it can have a huge, you know, wider range of, of effects than a normal cold. So again, without laboring that point, I think you get where I'm going. To heal from the narcissistically abusive relationship, you have to treat it for what it was and with the correct medication. So guys, what I would say to you is, what I needed to do was to find out what was wrong with me. What was the cause of my pain? So I went and researched the narcissistic, uh, into the narcissistic abuse awareness community. And I researched and I researched and I researched because I wanted to get those answers as to what exactly had happened to me. And was the person I was dealing with definitely um, a narcissist? Did he definitely have a narcissistic personality disorder and no one could give me definites. The only thing that the videos here and the information can give you is that there's a high possibility and that it was highly likely you were dealing with a narcissist. I didn't want to. And some people said on, the, on different videos, look, it's not so don't concentrate so much on the fact that you have to be sure you were with a narcissist. Just you were in a toxic and abusive relationship. So that's enough for you to know that you need to heal. But for me, being me, that wasn't enough. I needed to get a very, very kind of 90% picture that I had been with somebody who had a personality disorder because I wanted to get better, really better. So I really wanted to know what was the cause of my woundedness, my sickness. So guys, So I did my research 
And I finally accepted that it was 90% likely that I had been narcissistically abused and the my ex-partner suffered from narcissistic personality disorder. So once the acceptance comes, you go on to a different stage. Um, I then personally engaged a therapist who wasn't totally au fait with the narcissistic personality or narcissistic abuse, but did, you know, I had about five sessions. And what what that did for me personally was I was able to cry because I'm not a good crier. And a lot of us aren't because the narcissist often picks people, nearly always picks people that are incredibly strong because they need to be strong to go through the narcissistic cycle and last and give the narcissist what they need. So I wouldn't cry very easily, but I remember in those sessions, I couldn't stop crying and it was as if everything came out, any kind of hurt from the past or any anything I felt about myself. I was grieving for the loss of the relationship, the loss of hope, the loss of the the future that you'd planned and so much more. So tears were a fantastic release. It didn't just, it wasn't just one session of tears. It was many sessions of tears. I found that to be a great release. So I would always recommend therapy or life coaching or talking to someone that you can get your feelings out with. Or if you're good enough at crying and grieving yourself, go to a special place or go wherever you need to go to do that. It's highly therapeutic. Okay, so we've got, we've got the, the cause of the, of your pain and we've got the cause of the cause of the pain. So we've got the knowledge now about the fact that you were with a narcissist and you've allowed yourself to grieve. The next stage that I would recommend is to look at how the wound occurred. And for me, I would have to look on that as the narcissistic, the narcissist attacked you on a psychological level on a spiritual level and on a physical level. So what I thought to myself was, and remember what you feed grows. So what you give energy to becomes more powerful and what you don't give energy to dies. And it's a really good idea to have a strong belief in this because sometimes at the beginning of our journey, we feel I'm never going to get better. This pain is never going to go away. I don't know how I can take any more of it. I don't know how I can survive one more day with this pain. And some people, unfortunately, don't. So don't don't waste your precious life on this. This evilness that has come towards you to try and take you out and to try and destroy you. Take a tiny baby step towards saving yourself each each and every day. So guys, on a spiritual level, on a spiritual level, renew your, if you have a religion or a faith, renew that. If you believe in the universe, go read things about that. Go read spiritual stuff. Practice a little spirituality every day. Pray if you're, if you're, had been a religious person or had believed in God or the church. Try and get back into that gradually, even if it's only for five minutes a day. If you do tiny bits and pieces each day, they all eventually mount up into something very powerful. 
And if someone tells you to do like even to take two or three minutes on something a day, you can say, how is that going to help me heal? How is that going to make a big difference? That tiny thing to this huge thing I'm going through. Put the tiny things together and they will make a difference. On a physical level, look after your health, look after your body, do self-care, get interested in, in nutrition, do anything that will make you feel better on that. Remember, you're saving yourself. And if you put all these things together, I promise you, you will feel a lot more healed and you will get there. So take exercise, do yoga, do whatever it takes to make your body, your physicality better. Because remember, these these relationships with narcissists, they drain us. We get adrenaline fatigue. When you feel really low and, and really tired physically, it's very hard to feel well mentally. So do your very best for yourself, for your beautiful body every day to get more healthy and stronger because that will help your mental health and will help you heal. So that's spiritually and that's physically. Psychologically, learn what the disease is you're suffering from. Learn how your pain and wound originated. So do your research into narcissism. Get it straight in your head so that you can Get rid of the cognitive dissonance of what you actually, you know, when you remember the good times with the narcissist and you don't remember the bad. You have to reframe what happened into the truth. You have to escape the Alice in Wonderland world that the narcissist brought you into, that created a fog, that made a false reality. You subtly, slowly were groomed into believing in the narcissist's reality which wasn't true. The narcissist used all the manipulation tools on you, gaslit you, projected onto you, got you addicted to them, all the things that they do, and which I'm going to make videos about after this one. I'm going to make videos about to give people answers as to whether they were with the narcissist at the beginning of the healing journey. The qu big question for people is, was I with a narcissist? And you have to get by that point to get onto your healing journey, because again, you have to know what medication to take to make yourself better. So that's from a psychological point of view. Um, there's a whole lot of videos and a whole lot of work you can do to psychologically make yourself um healed and on a new and better trajectory and to get onto the path to healing and to stay on that path. And here's another point I'd really like to make. People can say to you that maybe don't know about narcissism. Listen, you know, do you really think what you're doing is the right thing? Uh, how can I say this without kind of giving away a confidence of someone I was coaching um, so supposing you're doing things that all the videos tell you not to do, like you're breaking no contact or um, you're looking at the narcissist's Facebook page or you're looking for information on them with flying monkeys or you're, you know, going to somewhere that you think they might be so you can just have a look at them and see what they're doing. And sometimes people can say, why 
are you doing that? That's absolutely crazy. Is there something wrong with you? You've got to give that up. It's not good for you. Now, the people are coming from a good point of view because they don't want to see you getting reinvolved with the narcissist. And that's a, a big fear. They really want to see you getting better. And it's out of love, health and concern that they're saying this. But you guys and I know that that's not it's not that easy. But what I want to say here to validate you is that you're not being weak by doing this. In my view, you're being incredibly strong because you've moved away from the narcissist. You've escaped this brainwashing. You've escaped this spiritual tie. You've you've pulled yourself out of a very magnetically Po magnetically attracting situation and you've gotten out of it and that is huge that takes so much strength guys so if you need to do certain a certain amount of like looking or a certain amount of things from a distance it's like say giving up um drinking you used to drink every day of the week and now you drink once a month, but you hope or twice a month, you hope next month that you might not have a drink and then that you'll never have a drink again. Sometimes we find it too hard to go totally cold turkey and sometimes we need to listen to ourselves, but do not be beating yourselves up about kind of doing something that coaches say, no, you don't, don't do that. You can't do that. They're saying it from the point of view of that's the ideal situation. And it can be dangerous if you keep repeating, say, looking at their Facebook. But what I'm saying to you is if you're doing it in a healthy, graduated way where you're seeing less of them, you're not looking at their Facebook so much. You're not going by where they might be so much. And each time you do do something that's not recommended for you to do, Try and do it and then reference, how did this make me feel? Keep a journal, do something like that and say, I looked at their Facebook today and I saw something that really upset me. And how did it make me feel? And it's really set me back. So don't be hard on yourself if you're doing this. Do realise the danger of doing it, but also realise the danger of not doing it. Because if that's what you need to do at this moment in time in your healing, then praise yourself for everything you have achieved in getting away from the narcissist and say, I love myself. For some reason, I feel the need to do this at the moment. I really don't want to be doing this. This is how it's making me feel. But if this is what I need to do to stay away from the narcissist totally, then I will trust myself because I want the best for myself and I'm going to continue looking at all the other aspects of my healing and I'm going to keep concentrating on them and I'm going to keep going forward. And soon, someday, I won't need to do this because I'm concentrating on the other areas. But for now, it's okay. And I am a really strong and really, really good person and I'm proud of myself for how far I've come. So, guys, I hope that's OK. Um, the other thing is the last, very, very last thing is 
you have the ability to heal. You have been in a war that you've come out of with a wound. The narcissist is going through life with a wound that never heals. It's an open wound and they keep trying to find people to make them feel better and to make that wound go away. And that doesn't happen for them. And they always end up with problems because they're going about healing themselves in a total wrong direction. It's okay to feel sorry for them, to pray for them. But it's very, very important to realise that you cannot cure them. You cannot make them better. And they can be extremely dangerous people to be around. Extremely dangerous to you, to your health and actually to your life. It depends on what how malignant they actually are. So continue well on your healing. I send you strength and blessings and thank you for listening to this video. And again, guys, if you think someone will benefit from it, that's going through a really rough time trying to recover and they may have been in a situation like this, consider sharing it. You could be doing them a great, uh, a great help and a great favour. I hope it's been a healing video. Guys, I'll see you again soon. Take great care. And the next video will be on... Um, recognizing whether you were with a narcissist or not. Thanks, guys. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.